there. Welcome to You're Doing Fine, Oklahoma, where we explore mysteries, hauntings, and family secrets from the great state of Oklahoma and beyond. I'm Shy. And I'm Shanna. We're wannabe mystery solvers and cousins that love to hash out our favorite whodunits during family time. Our husbands are afraid of us, as As they they should be. be. And we are live. <laughs> we are live from the pod dormer. Wow. I mean, we're not live. This won't go out for a couple of weeks. You know what I told Kira the other day? Um, we were singing along with a commercial in the radio. I don't know. And I was like, why? I should have just, I should have done jingles. I have been obsessed with jingles since I was a kid. Like, why? Why have I never done jingles? I mean, I can carry a tune. You know what I'm saying? It's never too late to start, Shy. I know. You can start a new career path now doing jingles. You know how fun that would be? Just to sing jingles. Like, I don't want to be some famous superstar, but jingles, I've obsessed with jingles ever since I was a kid. I don't know. Do it. Do it. Do it. I love them. Do it. Like, I wish I was back in the 1940s and 50s with on the radio when they... And they were like, hey, hey, all you guys and gals. Yeah. Listen to this dish soap commercial. Yep. Or whatever. I loved it. (laughs) Random thoughts. Do it. Random thoughts while in the car with your children. (laughs) One day you're going to hear your mom on the radio, but it's not going to (laughs) be because she sold a platform. It's going to be a fucking, it's going to be an ad. It's, an ad spot. It's totally going to be an ad spot for Dawn dishwashing liquid. Mm-hmm. You can hold that little duck while you sing to it. Oh, my God. The little oily duck. Yeah. Yeah. Oil spill duck. Yes. <laughs> You're ridiculous. Sometimes. Uh, most of the time. <laughs> Which is fine. And that's why you love me. I would not literally have it any other way. Oh, I'm so glad. Because if I asked you to change your ridiculousness, I don't think we would have the same relationship. True. You know. If you asked me to change my ridiculousness, you'd be like many other people I've had in my life. (laughs) I'd have to have asked you to change your ridiculousness 30 years ago. Mm. Yeah, true. When we were hanging out in the summer. Yeah. All summer long. Living our best lives. Yeah, we were, man. <laughs> Hotter than fuck in Buffalo, Oklahoma. <laughs> Hotter than fuck. Should I have just said our hometown? No, it's fine. Anybody can, like, look up where we're from. That's true. I'm not ashamed. We would walk from your house to the swimming pool. Yeah, it was like a mile. It was. In the... <laughs> in the How? heat. How? I'm like... This is how you know kids are on a different level than adults, is when you can walk in that ridiculous heat. It was a dry heat. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was way drier than No, here. no, it wasn't. Yes, yes. Mm-mm, it was. It's a dry heat, Shy. In Buffalo? It was a desert heat. Oh, I just know it was hot. But once we got the, to the pool, we were like, you got your 50 cents so yep. we can. Go get a ding dong. Go get our. Go get a pickle. Go get our pickle yeah. or our um and a Dr Pepper. Uh huh. Pickle ice. Yep, 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 yep. Yep. Woo woo. And then they, <laughs> oh God. your mom was like, "Don't let her 
Don't let her spend all this money on the snacks. You guys get some snacks, but don't let it, don't spend all the money. Like, okay, mom. It was the best. We definitely spent all the money. I think we usually spent. I bought 17 Laffy Taffies. Thanks. (laughs) usually spent all the money. (laughs) She's fine. But we try. Like. She's fine. We tried at first to act like parental units at the swimming pool, but then we were like, Shan, go dive off the diving board. Yes. At six. You're like, okay. I'll do that. And I will not drown. And then you'll back dive off the diving board. Yeah. I was a fucking champ. If we would have actually had like a diving program or any kind of swimming program in Buffalo. Um, yes. I've been in that shit. Same. Yep. 100%. And then I would have got myself a snack. Yep. Because I still love snacks. And then I would have got myself a pickle. If you take me anywhere, I'm still getting a fucking snack. Every time. <laughs> Is there food? I'm there. I'm in. Let's do it. Every Sounds time. like a terrible plan. Let's do Let's it. Let's do this. <laughs> Whose car are we taking? <laughs> Whose bicycle are we riding? Oh, man. Just saying. Oh, small town life back in the 90s, you guys. It was fun. It was actually pretty fun. It was super fun. Yeah. The innocent times. Before, yeah. Before you were no longer an innocent person. Pre-9-11? Um... Or just before we grew up. Just before we grew up and realized life was not perfect. Life was actually really messy. Yeah, it's gross. It's fine. It's fine. Okay, well, thank you for that little banter. (laughs) That little jog down memory lane. Thank you. Okay, what are you doing today? Um, So today, Shan, I wanted to talk about and tell you the story of the assault of Officer Chad Perry. Perry. The name sounds super familiar, but I don't know. You will. Anything. Okay. Go you ahead. will once we start. Okay. Okay. So it was evening of February 15th, day after Valentine's Day, 2011. Right. Off duty officer Chad Peary had decided to go to dinner with his father and a friend at Dan O'Brien's bar here on Memorial Road. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, the bartenders, knowing Peary was an officer, I'm, I'm assuming he ate dinner there off duty regularly. Yeah. Um, would at some point walk up to Peary and his dad and friends and say, "Hey, we got some, we got some guy guys causing some issues down here. Can you help us get them out? Because they're like trying to start fight, like they're troublemakers." Yeah, and cops are never actually off duty, so. True. Yeah. And so he was like, yep, let's let's go see about these guys. Um, so within minutes of him helping these two bartenders, Peary would be beaten severely and left paralyzed from the shoulders down. Uh, okay. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So little backstory on Chad Peary. So he was born December 6th, 1976 in Oklahoma City. After college, he actually became a financial advisor at Edward Jones. And then at some point, he became the CFO for the state health clinic in Stigler, Oklahoma. Fuck. So he was doing quite well. Yeah. He just had a calling to be a cop. He just did. Yeah. He was like, he said he kind of always wanted to do that. During the time that he was the CFO um, in Stigler, he was... um, a volunteer reserve officer in Haskell County. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of his thing. Like he was into that. Yeah. He was yeah. into being yeah. 
in law enforcement. Right. Which is yeah. fine. Yeah. It's a calling for a lot of people. Yes. And some it shouldn't be a calling for, but that's okay. It's true. There does, in my opinion, need to be better testing and a longer period of learning for people to become, um, you know, officers. That's just, anyway. Um, he also, during this time, had um, four children. I, I'm not sure if it was from, if he was married, because the reports... Don't really say. Don't really say. It just says that he had four children. Oh. So. Okay. I'm assuming he was married, but, I mean, it could have just been a he relationship. He might have been married or divorced or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So, um, in 2008, Perry leaves his job in finance and becomes a Oklahoma City police officer. Okay. So I'm like, I'm done. I'm done with this. I want to be a police officer. And his family's like, do it. Like, that's what you've wanted to do your whole life. Like, go for it, man. So fast forward three years to the evening of February 15th. Mm-hmm. So the three men who assaulted Peary were, um, excuse me, Josh Rinkin, Jimmy Smith, and Cadmio Lopez. Okay. All around the age of 30, all from around the metro area. They were all just drunk. Obviously, pieces of human garbage. No, they were known for bar fights. Oh, for fuck's sake. They were so drunk. So they just did that, like. They, uh, they obviously had small penises. Tough guys. And really liked to make people think that they were tough shit. <sighs> like anybody that just goes to a bar to get drunk and start fights, you're worthless to me. Like you are, you really hate yourself so much and your ego is so small that or over you know what i mean you're just you're obviously trying to i mean you're obviously trying to make for the up for the fact you have a small penis i'm gonna say this very many times because if you think beating up one person fights with people yes for fun right on a friday night right or whatever yeah. I just don't get – I don't like to fight. I will if I need to. Right. I'm not a fighter. Yeah. I'm not an instigator. Right. Because I'm scared of people and I'm a people pleaser. Right. No, 100%. I'm a lover, not a fighter. But I just – like, I don't know how you can just enjoy getting in fights. I, honest, I don't understand it. I just think some people just have so much – aggression i think a lot of this is traumas these people have been through at whatever point in their lives and that it's it's presents in the form of aggression and they just think they need to hit people and make people as unhappy and as angry as they are because they don't know how to fix themselves yeah i mean there's obviously an issue there for sure thank you for coming to shy's therapy corner welcome to therapy corner okay let's (laughs) fix ourselves okay Let's get help before you want to throw a punch at someone, all right? Maybe realize it's not the path to take. Ah, some people deserve to be punched. <laughs> I'm not saying I, this guy did at I all. I don't think so. At not, all. yeah, no. I think people who are very obviously mean bullies or... Yeah, like Any these man, guys deserve to be punched. Oh, they one hundred one hundred percent should have been point. put in their place at some point. <laughs> they probably beat their girlfriends. I don't know, whatever. 
any whatever. I need to stop. I'm going to get on a soapbox. <laughs> <sighs> it's fine. So earlier that evening, this guy Rinkin and his friends had met two women at a very reputable establishment. You might have heard of it. Twin Peaks. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just down the street from uh-huh. O'Brien's, right? Totally. Yeah. So they met these two girls there. Of course. Um, and then soon all ended up at Dan O'Brien's. Because why wouldn't you? Because why wouldn't you? Yeah. <sighs> so they had already started their night. Oh, elsewhere. yeah. Elsewhere. Yeah, they were at the pre-cocktail cocktails. And now they're at the post-cocktail cocktails. cocktails. I'm trying to think of that line from Easy A. It's so good. (laughs) Sorry. We started the pre-cocktail cocktails. Anyway. It's fine, Shan. You're fine. It's fine. Do you, boo? I'm doing that right now. (laughs) So before this incident the reason they were you know the bartenders were trying to kick them out of the bar was because Rankin had tried to start two separate fights because he's a douchebag and dan o'brien's uh-huh one because another man had tried to light one of the girls that they came with tried to light her cigarette <laughs> another dude did i'm telling you small penis syndrome i hate all of these people i know and the other fight was because another man was talking to one of the women. As you do as humans. But you just fine. met this woman, sir. <laughs> like, back the fuck off. I bet that girl was like, this was a mistake. This was a huge mistake. We need to get out of here. Mm-hmm. One could hope. This was a massive mistake. I certainly hope that one of those two girls had the wherewithal to be like, this was a mistake. Yeah. And that's probably... Let's get the fuck out of here. They probably realized it. That's why they were trying to get picked up by other dudes to get away from the three that they came yeah. with. Because yeah. they were... Obviously, that night was not going to end well. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's... That's when the bartenders were like, okay, y'all gots to go. Yeah. And they were like, fuck you, we're not going. So the bartenders were like, Do they not have bouncers or anything at this bar? Apparently, no. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. So that is when they were like, hey, Peary, you want to help us get these guys out? Like, they're really causing a ruckus. And I thought it, too, Dan O'Brien's at the time was also like a restaurant. Was it not? I've never been. I've never been there. I have no idea. But I thought it was kind of, it wasn't a family thing. No, I'm sure it was more of like a pub. But it was like, yeah, like you could have order. Dinner there, not just it wasn't a Henry Hudson's. No. Well, and that might be the case. And if if it says that like uh Perry was going out for dinner with yeah, like with his, his family or yeah. whatever, I mean, if it was dinner time and these guys were nine sheets to the wind. Yeah. And yeah. There yeah, there probably wasn't a bouncer there. Yeah. If it was dinner service. Right. Because normal people are eating fucking dinner. Yeah. Normal people. Normally people go to bars, too. They don't end up in fights. Yeah, I agree. I just don't understand. Anyway. So, witness reports say that the three men, while being escorted by Peary and the bartenders, started taunting Peary. Um, 
they at one point the bartenders in the preliminary trial testified that they did tell these guys like hey you know shut up guys this guy's a cop like just get out blah 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 to which Rinkin mm-hmm. would tell Perry he had a power complex Perry had one you've got a, you've got a power complex okay bro and to which Perry just responds, just whatever, just leave. And then he was also heard saying by someone else that he didn't care if he was a cop. This Rankin guy I was like, I don't care if you're a cop. Okay. And Perry was like, just leave, like get out. So more taunting would go on to where someone – one of the guys said, I think it was Rinkin said, who are these little guys and who do they think they are? He then, Rinkin, pers- like, proceeds to put a finger on Peary's forehead. Ew. Yeah, one of those moves. Oh. And, like, pushes him. To which Peary slaps, slaps it away, and then the guy slaps Peary in the face. Like, open hand, slaps him. Peary then goes to push Rinkin, and at this point is when Rinkin puts him in a headlock. Oh. Okay? Okay. Once in a headlock, Rinkin begins punching Peary in the head. Anywhere on his head. Right. Like, just starts throwing punches. Right. The friend Jimmy Smith, at some point would also start throwing punches at Peary's head. And in the testimony, um, one of the guys said that Smith threw a haymaker punch. What does that even mean? Exactly. Like, I had to Google. Oh, okay. It's like it's like this um, really, it's a really hard punch, but it's done by somebody that's not a professional. So it's just a guy throwing a really hard, but it's a really hard blow punch. Okay. So it's almost like a, a roundhouse. I so don't know. So they punched like, him really hard in the head? Multiple times. Jesus. Multiple times. Were these um, like big dudes? I think they were bigger than Peary, yes. Okay. Um, The third guy, the Cadmio Lopez, was holding, was holding back not only Peary's father, but the bartenders from helping because this Peary had two guys beating him yeah in the head yeah and this other guy was holding him back like he wouldn't let them through because it was all happening in this doorway area so nobody could get around to get to them so it was sick it was real sick at some point so um the types of injuries, so when this all went to trial, because these guys were obviously arrested, right? When this went to trial, the doctor that operated on Perry, because Perry, like I said at the beginning, was left paralyzed, right? Yeah. Yeah. They said his spinal cord was crushed. Jesus Christ. And stated the type of injury that Perry had, he had seen in car crashes. 
and had only seen one other time in a bull riding accident. Jesus. Yes. He said it takes a lot of force in a certain direction to cause this. Yeah. Right? So what they think happened and how this injury, this um, spinal cord injury happened, is when Rinkin had him in a headlock, he lifted <gasps> Perry's body up, and it just crushed his spine. He then threw him to the ground. <gasps> yes. Ew. Yeah. So he broke his neck. Yeah. Like, it's stuff that you see in, like, these movies where it's... What did they try them for? Did they try them just for assault or did they try them for attempted murder? They tried them for attempted murder. Good. <clears throat> okay. Yes. Yeah. I'm happy about that. Yes. Because he tr- broke his fucking neck. Yeah, he broke his neck. Yes. Oh, gross. He did not break his neck falling on the ground. No, yeah. Like, no. the guy, when they lifted him up like this, it just broke his neck. Like Jesus. It's, it was amazing This that he lived. Um, the doctors during testimony would say that with this type of injury and his paralysis, that his life expectancy would likely only be 10 to 15 years. Uh-huh. Um, and because of, you know, bed sores or different yeah. types of things, like yeah. his life expectancy was not long. Wouldn't be long because of it. Yep. Yep. And how old was he at the time? So in 2011, he was born in 76. So 2011, he was in his 30s, right? 35, yeah. Yeah. He was not much older than me when okay. this happened. Yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. So. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So all three men were arrested shortly after this happened. Because there was multiple witnesses. And well, they yeah. had all of their names, right? So before the trial began, Peary would file a lawsuit against Dan O'Brien's for and the three men. One uh, to Dan O'Brien's for serving alcohol to obviously intoxicated intoxic- customers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know where that ever went, if that ever got, if that ever played out. I'm thinking it did. I know there were a ton of. Um, I'm sure they probably had insurance settlement. Oh, I'm sure. It or something. Yeah. But there were a ton of fundraisers for him and his family. Oh, like. All the all the things. I remember this happening, but I was like in the process of having a child. Yeah. So yeah. I don't remember every detail. But yeah. Wow. Yeah. I just remember being like, what the f-? like? And the reason uh, the reason nobody could assist him is because it all happened in a doorway area and no one could. This guy was standing in the doorway, not letting anyone out to help. Whatever happened to just a really well-timed kick to the dick? I mean, one would Am I alone? Nope. Am I, like, out in left field here? I'm like... To, like, a really well-timed kick in the dick would be fine? Where's a big fucking frying pan that I know you guys got back there? Yeah, like, something. Disable the person blocking your door so you can... Like, and I think people were just like, this is not happening. It had to be complete shock. Like, what? And I'm sure it happened really fast. Oh, yeah. It happened within minutes. Yeah. So... 
Ugh, yeah. this is gross. I know. It was awful. Um, All three men would be offered a plea deal. Ugh. Ten years plus ten years probation. All refused oh. initially. Mm-hmm. Lopez was the first to go on trial. The defense would try for a lighter sentence of two years on the premise that he never hit Peary, only held back people from intervening. You're still participating in the crime. Right. Right. You facilitated two other people being able to crush his neck. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So he would plead guilty in this trial. Like, yeah, I I did it, but I, you know, I was there, but, right? (laughs) Um. Unfortunately for Lopez, the judge was like, should have taken the plea deal, dude, because now you're getting 15 and 15. Yeah, good luck. Godspeed. Bye. This is what you get. Um, he did try to appeal this um, convi- this conviction later. Um, so, but after initially, after Lopez got 15 and 15, Rinkin <laughs> or Smith... Smith would be like, nope, I'll take the deal. Because Smith was the one that hit him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I and, can't believe they offered them all the same deal. Yeah. That surprises me. Yeah. Yeah. So Smith would change his mind and be like, I'll take your deal. I'll do it. And then Rinkin soon followed suit because so he's Smith the one. Smith is probably out at this point today. He could be. Yeah. I'm going to look his ass up. Yeah. Um, I didn't even want to. I was like. They're a piece of the ship. Um, I just want to see what they look like. Oh, probably like somebody's bitch. Anyways. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Um. So both Rinkin and Smith would probably 10 years plus 10 years probation. So the guy that threw zero punches is doing the most time. Yep. Wow. Okay. Yep. Alrighty. Yep. I mean... I'm glad he's doing 15 years. I wish the other two were doing 20. Right. Plus. Right. Yeah. Oh, no. 100%. Fuck these people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's bad. Ugh. Yeah. But there was a ton of, like, major outpouring across Oklahoma City helping this guy out. Helping sure. Peary out. Like, getting him a new house. There was talk of, you know, all these donations to build him a home and with uh, that's like wheelchair, wheelchair accessible. accessible and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, after the two other two took the plea deal, um, Lopez came back and his attorneys were like, "No, now you need to give you need to give my guy the same the same sentence." Like, nope, you had the option to take it. You yeah, didn't take it. He was like, "My client didn't throw a punch." You know, blah blah blah. And the the judge was like, "No, I'm sticking by my." Sticking by my decision, you get 15 years. Like, yeah. no, you should have taken your plea deal. That's what they're for. You have the opportunity to take your plea deal. You did not. Yes. Yeah. And um, during this appeal, Puri was there. And this Lopez would like, I'm so sorry this happened and blah, blah, no, blah. No, you're not. You're sorry you got caught. Yep. Exactly. You are not sorry that this happened. Mm-mm. You are sorry that you got caught. Yep. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Because obviously you... 
thugs are known as pulling this bullshit all over the place. Mm. And this is the first time you're getting charged with anything. Right. So yeah, go fuck yourself with your sorry. Right. Take your sorry and shove it up your ass. Yeah. And that's basically, so after this um, appeal, Piri was like, you know what? There's a time and place for forgiving people and I'm not there yet. So I'm not, I'm not forgiving you for this. Like he told this in the court. He's like, no, there's a time and place for it. And it, that's not this time. No. Or this place. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Like, no, you do not have to forgive anyone just to make no. your your time of forgiveness and forgive and forget is your time. And just because somebody asks you for forgiveness, you do not 100% have to say, okay, I forgive you. No, you can be like, I'm going to need a minute. I'm going to need to sit on that. Or just never. Or never. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm 100%. I hold a grudge like a motherfucker and I've never been beat up in a I heard, Dan O'Brien. You know what? Good quote I heard here while back, Shan. Some people call it holding a grudge. I call it setting a hard boundary. Yeah. So I call it seeing you for what you really are and drawing that boundary line to you you never having access to me again. That's fair. So. That's super fair. It's like one of my favorite, my favorite quotes because I'm like, um, once you have really just fucked me over, then I'm really done. I just never forget. Oh, no, I don't either. I don't forget anything. I never forget. Yeah. That forgive and forget thing, I never really understood because I was like, how do you just forget about? You can't. That's not how our brains work. No. Unless it's like. You stole my shoes in kindergarten or whatever. Like, fine, whatever. But. If it's something that caused like a core trauma response in your brain, then no, I'm not going to. No, if you've really hurt me to the, you know, the depths of my soul, then no, sorry. No. I. This, there's too many people in the world and life is too short for me to forgive someone just so that person can feel better about themselves for wronging you in some yeah, way. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with not. Yeah, same. Me too. So, yeah. Like, when I read that, I was like, yeah, 100%, dude. You don't got to forgive them just because he asks. He no, took your life guy. from you. Yeah. He he ended Ru- your life as you know he it. He ruined your life. Yeah. 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 So, um, so chat, uh, Peary goes on to, you know, raise awareness and raise money. He was also going through like extreme, um, physical therapy, yeah. right. And was like doing good. Um, he did some talks, I think too, about, um, assault and things like that. So, but on April 14th of 2013, uh, around 5.30 in the evening while traveling back to Oklahoma City from Stigler with his four children, the nurse that was driving them in their van, um, the van's back tire would blow out. <gasps> the van went into a spin going off the road and um, rolled three times into an embankment. Peary and three of his children were thrown from the vehicle. What? Yes. Yeah. The nurse was the only one in the vehicle wearing their seatbelt. Oh, God. So all four children, one child stayed, one child was not thrown, but three of the children were, as well as Peary, all rushed to the hospital. Um, Although the children, you know, were injured at some capacity, they were not life-threatening. However, Peary did not survive the crash and passed away the following morning. Jesus. From his injuries. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, yeah. It was really sad. It was really sad to, to see that. I remember when that happened, I was like, oh, this poor guy, like, and his poor family. Yeah. That's yeah. just one. Ooh, that's awful. Yeah. That is awful. Yeah. So, um, but that's the, the really sad and fucked up story about um, the assault of Officer Chad Peary and how, you know, just people just with, I don't know, anger issues can just ruin someone's life. Because that's what it sounds like. These guys just were troublemakers and just yeah. went about to ruin, you know. They just like, wanted to be fucking tough guys and show everybody how tough they were all the time. Well, you did, dude. You literally broke someone's neck and now you're oh. going to cry to cry to the courts that you shouldn't be given this awful sentence. You just like ruined someone's life. I don't get it, man. I don't I don't get that type of aggression. I don't get that type of anger. And trust me, I've lived with a ton of anger for a lot of my childhood and adult life like but never once did i physically assault someone just because of pent up whatever aggressions and things it was yeah it just makes no sense to me no it doesn't make any sense to me either just pointless thoughtless hopefully those guys got some help in prison but i don't know probably not but they're probably still pieces of garbage oh i'm sure i'm sure yeah so so anyways yeah that was awful i know it was bad i remember i remember when it happened that poor guy yeah Mm -hmm. shy i know but they got put in prison disturbing i know but that's so fucking disturbing yeah because we've all encountered those people at bars that just want to like make trouble and act macho and right and you just like i'm getting the fuck out of here when you're anywhere near them like nope i'm not gonna be a part of this crowd yeah yes yeah and And just want to get drunk and fight right "Mm, how about we just get drunk let's get drunk i'm happy drunk like i like people when i'm drunk i don't want to kill them yeah but to be like and you know those bartenders had to feel just like completely beside themselves when they were they thought they were doing well the right i'm sure thing. they were just like let's just get these guys out of here yeah. and if they know he's a cop maybe they'll go quietly or something yeah. and it just went fucking wrong yes like majorly wrong but also that's why you shouldn't be serving obviously intoxicated people right because you like you don't know where it's gonna go Right. You have no idea. Yeah. And if they've already made their way to your bar from somewhere else. Right. Like. But how do they know that? Like, how do you know they've. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure with the amount of people that they see on a daily basis. Mm, That's true. They know when somebody's been pre-gaming a little too hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because having one drink with dinner and then going out to a bar is not gonna get you to the place where you're so obviously intoxicated that you're a fucking problem right right Right? yeah that's true like you and the boys didn't just go out for wings and a beer and then now we're at this other place having like you're fucking hammered right and you're a problem yeah and when you walked in you were already a problem right you know so i'm just kind of like yeah i'm glad i don't drink anymore and i'm glad i don't go to bars anymore Right. I've never been so glad. 
Yeah. Because that's fucking terrifying. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it is. <sighs> I just I don't understand it. Yeah. That was a good one, though. Thank you. I'm glad you shared it. Yeah, me too. Sad story. Um, but, I mean, I, I liked it because it was really about a lot of people that came together to help this guy and, you know, put these guys away and, um, but the ending, not so much. No, the ending is awful. Yeah. But you did a great job, Shai. Thanks, Shan. If you've enjoyed this episode or you're just really optimistic that we'll only get better from here, like, subscribe, follow You're Doing Fine Oklahoma on your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at You're Doing Fine OK Pod. That's you are underscore doing underscore fine underscore OK underscore pod.